Welcome to Hanging On For Hope. I am your host, Andrea Page. Hanging On For Hope is the stories about people working to overcome trauma and adversity, from incarceration to kids in crisis, postpartum depression, acute grief and loss, and serious health challenges. We hear from everyday people on what they're going through and how they get through it. We also hear from experts on the latest strategies, supports, treatment, and brain science for overcoming adverse life experiences and improving quality of life. The human experience is influenced by so many things. Together, we can learn how to overcome the more difficult aspects of life while seeking personal, social, and political justice. Now, today, we're talking about practical survival during these pandemic times, and my guest is the garden goddess, Brenda Cernak. So you may have seen it that Brenda is the lead hand uh, for horticultural uh, for horticulture for Niagara Parks Commission. Uh, she has a Niagara Parks School of Horticultural Diploma. She's also got a florist certification from Niagara College. She's also an arborist working with Niagara Parks for uh, for eight years. And I noted it as well because I just love women that are cool and independent like this. She's got a small engine repair certificate from Niagara College. Um, she is not working right now due to the virus, and she's also expecting her second child, so she's at home. So she was generous enough to give us a little bit of her time today uh, to, you know, answer some questions about gardening. So I'm going to pass it off to Brenda right now. I'm going to put myself on mute so you guys can hear her well, but I might interject, Brenda, if I got questions coming up or uh, if you want to dialogue with me. So the show is yours. <laughs> All right, thank you. Hopefully you can hear me. Because I don't yeah, just stand as close to the camera as you can, I think. Okay. And be as consistent. Try to sit still because when you move okay. back and forth, it kind of fluctuates the sound. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna start off like with vegetable gardening. First of all, you want to start small. Like we know you want to feed your family all summer long, but and you also may want to preserve the food for winter as well but you may get overwhelmed and think, okay, I'm gonna try every seed that there is in this catalog to try to grow. But then if you do that, you might get overwhelmed and end up with this huge garden. So, so in the first year, you wanna just take it slow and maybe you're gonna think about planting a few tomatoes, maybe the odd pepper here and there and just plant what you know your family likes to eat because there's no sense trying to grow things that your family won't eat because it'll just go to waste. Um, and main thing to keep your plot watered and try to keep it pest free if you can. And another thing too, basically they say like homegrown food is always better than what you buy in a store, which is a hundred percent true. And you also may, one of the main things to plant for your climate. So know what zone you are in Niagara, where about a six B is our zone in Niagara region. And you also need to know what plants you could pick that are more cold resistant versus plants that are not. So just you have to kind of do your research a little bit too as to what you're planting and pay attention when cho cho uh, choosing your seeds as well. So another thing too, when you do get into gardening, pay attention to the plant spacing. Um, I know many gardeners, including myself, we try to squish in as many plants in the area as possible. However, this is not the best practice because by doing that, you're crowding your plants and then you're allowing for more pests and disease to come in. 
So, and then all those plants are going to be like a tree in a forest where they're going to be competing for the same kind of light conditions. So you need to make sure that you are aware of your spacing and take into the needs. So, so Brenda, rather, can you, Brenda, can you confirm, is the spacing for all plants and vegetables the same? No, it's different. You have to know, like, um, you could look on the internet what it suggests as the best spacing because each plant has its own different needs that they need for spacing. Because right. you want to space your tomatoes further than your peppers or you have to just sort of look at the package and what the tag says as well. And if you can't Actually, do that, it'll be online too, right? And I think so. that's the point because I, you literally described me, the overzealous gardener. I was telling somebody a story the other day about how in my old house when I was with my ex, I grew this massive garden and I wanted to grow everything. And two months in, it was just basically a jungle that I could not even figure out what was what anymore. Um, and so I guess, you know, last year you really helped me because you encouraged me to just pick three or four things. Uh, and you showed me about the spacing for each of those things. And I was able to go, okay, cool. And surprisingly enough, even with three or four things, there was still a lot to learn about each singular vegetable because they're yeah. all different, right? So I think that's the piece. Like you're going you're gonna to get more vegetables by doing less is more. Yeah. Main thing too, like there's different cultivars where one cultivar will grow better for you than another cultivar. And some of that has to do, do with just like the seed stock that maybe it came from, maybe it was a bad seed stock when it was grown. That's why it's got a virus or... There's a lot of factors, so kind of know what works for you and grow, grow that. So, and another thing too, they say too, like don't be afraid to even use some mulch in your garden too, because you don't want to be on your hands and knees all day weeding. Like even tomatoes, they do benefit from having some mulch around them, because they actually say when planting tomatoes that you want to actually water them from the base you don't want to water the foliage because that's when you get into more pests and disease problems with tomatoes so there is plants that benefit from having some mulch around it also keeps the moisture in the ground keeps the weeds down so and, and most people can pick up mulch for free generally around yeah. i mean i don't know right now well gardens or well the parks are closed we might not be able to but where can people pick up mulch well, you could order it online and stuff through the curbside with Canadian Tire and probably even with, maybe with Walmart, I'm not too sure, but um, you also could get even straw, like if you know a farmer with some straw, you could use straw down as a mulch or even your grass clippings, right, okay. or even use some like old leaves and stuff too, like chopped leaves. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, cool. Other things also work as like a mulch as well, so... Another thing too, when you do our planning in your garden, another idea is uh, think about writing down a journal to keep a journal of everything that you've grown and maybe even want to do a little sketch in there of how you laid out your garden. And then you can rotate your crops next year because crops don't like to be grown in the same spot every year. So that's another important thing. And also like when you're growing stuff from seed, it's also important to label everything and to label what the cultivars are as well, because then you can record and say, well, this um, musculine mix lettuce grew very well for me this year, so I'm gonna plant it again next year. So it's always a good idea to have like a journal just to record how you're But some, your some things will reseed themselves, right? Like onions? 
to some degree, but they're not going to be the same quality that you would have if you were to buy fresh onion seed sets. I'm just curious. I see onions growing back right where I planted them last year. Yeah, because they seeded on top. Okay. But they won't really be the same. Like you could probably eat them, but it's not going to be the same taste. It's more of a wild in that case. Okay. Because sometimes it won't be as pure if it's crossed with something. So you could try and see, but. Um, and then another thing too is you also got to pay attention to what the weeds are in your garden too. Like if you're new to it, you're not always going to know that this little seed coming up, you might think is a plant, but it's actually a weed. So some of that can be tricky. It takes time. It's, you know, every gardener makes mistakes. So it's, you just learn from them. So you can't expect to have everything perfect right away. And another yeah. main important thing. I was going to ask you what, 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 what were some of the, what are kind of like maybe the top three or four easiest vegetables to start with for a beginner? Lettuce is very easy. Even in containers, let's say you have an apartment, you have like a balcony, sprinkle some lettuce seeds in the container and musculine mix. That is an excellent variety of lettuce to grow and it's very tasty. So that one would be a very good choice to go with. And uh, another plant that's very easy to grow too is radishes, but you gotta do it very early. Like right now you get radishes in, but the main thing what happens to radishes is when it gets too hot, then they don't like the heat. So they're more of a colder growing plant. And another thing that's very easy to grow that will pretty much overwinter for you that I could show later on in my vegetable plot is kale. Kale is another thing that's very easy to grow, so. Would that also be a good one for somebody who was living in an apartment? For kale, yeah, you could have a pot of kale on your porch and it would do very easily. Okay. Another thing too, garlic, but that's, you plant that in the fall though. Because right. garlic just grows itself, so. But I talk, I talk more about it too. And then another thing as well too, just another helpful tip, like the main thing you may have in your vegetable garden that you're wondering why your plants aren't growing very well, where your neighbor's plants look so much better. But the main thing is you have to mend your soil. So that means that basically you gotta add your compost and your manure, but you want a well-aged manure. If you add fresh manure in, you're gonna burn your plants. So you don't wanna add the fresh manure in because it's too strong for them because it's too much nitrogen and like I've, I've even noticed too, like you got to figure out what the basic needs that your plants need. They're even saying like in the spring for when you plant your tomatoes after May 2-4, that sprinkle some Epsom salts around them. That it's supposed to help to give them the nutrition that they need. So some, a lot of plants too in your garden will benefit from you using Epsom salts. But do your research too to make sure it's okay. But for sure tomatoes, you can sprinkle some Epsom salts around the base and they benefit from that. And so you mentioned, and you mentioned May 2-4 weekend. So May 2-4 weekend is when most people should start the basic garden, right? But is, there, the is there things people can be doing now to, yeah. to get their gardens ready and to get their seeds ready? Yeah, yeah I'll just grab the, um, I'll grab some stuff here. <laughs> so again uh everybody who's sitting at home i really would love you to 
you know, share whatever questions you have because every situation is unique. Some people are in the city, some people are in Niagara. I know that there's there's differences depending on where we're living. So ask Brenda and so that or send me the question so I can ask her. Okay, cool, awesome. So I bought these yesterday at Harvest Barn. They're two dollars a bag, which is very cheap. And you plant these in your garden and they're onion sets. So this one is shallots, because I like shallots for cooking, and I just this is just a your standard cooking onions, right? So plant those in right now, but make sure your soil is, as soon as the soil is is, un, is unthawed and you've cultivated it, you've worked it, but the soil should be crumbly. And then you gotta make sure you have it down quite a bit of a ways. Out. Probably when you dig it out, probably at least that much down, depending if you're planting stuff that likes to root in, like carrots. If a carrot hits a rock when you've seeded a carrot, it won't grow properly. So you gotta make sure your soil is well worked in and crumbly, but you don't wanna overtill your soil either. So it all takes a lot of work. So, and then another thing you could plant right now too, your potatoes. You can buy these at Canadian Tire right now with the curbside pickup. That's where I got these. And then when you do plant them, the trick with planting them is you can you want to have a few eyes on them so you got to cut them in half because you'll get more out of it instead of just putting your potato straight into the ground so you cut in like three or four pieces where there's eyes then you let them callous for a day or two which means you just leave them outside not outside but leave them like in a room somewhere or a dark room and just let them be on a piece of paper paper towel and let them kind of dry up a bit, but don't leave them too long because you don't want to kill them. And then you would plant those and you just have it, when you plant them in the ground, you just have that, that eye, that growing piece eye is upright. And it'll tell you too, like on the banks, how deep to plant them. Okay, so. cool. Would that be okay in a raised garden as long as the garden was high enough? Yeah, yeah. What you showed on the internet that um, picture that raised planter that someone made that would be that would be fine you wouldn't really want to do I've seen it in container before as well but it probably have to be a very deep container to be planting it in if you were to try to do it in a container like on your porch or something for people that are into container gardening I actually have a question that I would like to interject because it's about raised gardens right now uh, Carrie's asking, I used to have a six by four vegetable garden bed. However, it would be full of weeds and hard to maintain, even though I put down weed paper before fresh garden soil. My neighbor built raisin, raised garden beds. I need to rebuild my garden bed. Would you recommend a raised bed? You can, yeah, because it's easier to work in. You can do, mine here at the property are not raised, but I haven't had time to. Right, because that's a new place. Do yeah, we just moved in. So we have to just use what's existing from the owners that are that had the place previously. But um, yeah, no, raised is just, it's a newer trend and it looks a lot nicer as well to see these raised ones. Like they have the wood on the outside and they would work. Uh, another person is asking, we have a big tree in our backyard so we don't get a lot of sun. Any suggestions for which vegetables do best without full sun? We get most of our sun on our deck. 
We've done cherry tomatoes quite successfully in containers on our deck, but ho hoping to add something else. So they want to use the space in the backyard where their tree is. What, what could they grow that would be okay? As long as it gets around like four, four hours at least of sun, like full shade is, you're not really going to have much that'll grow in the full shade, but in at least four hours they could plant um, spinach, even radishes as well. Okay. You can't really get into your tomatoes because your tomatoes and your peppers are not like the full sun, but right. some of the leafy crops you can get into. Okay, that's good. I'm and full sun too, though, as well. So, and someone else is asking, what soil mixture is best for a raised bed? Uh, just to, if you can get a compost, or if you can get um, like the sheep or the cow manure. But hopefully, what you buy in the store is well aged. When you're buying in the bags, like from your Home Depot and your Canadian Tire, hopefully that's well aged. I would hope it would be. But, is there a way to find out, like, would it say on the bag or to ask the... It would, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know. You're just going to have to hope. Like, the main problem, I think, is when people buy manure from a um, farmer or something, like, if they get someone's horse manure, like, horse manure is pretty strong. Like, you really don't want to use that unless it's well-aged. Like, it's got to be aged for quite a few years before you try to use something like that. Okay. Um, another thing too, they suggest use like triple mix. Cause that also has like your manure and your compost in. So. Okay. Excellent. Um, oh, sorry. I've seen someone else is asking, I haven't done tomatoes from seed before and tried this spring, starting them in a compostable, in compostable egg cartons. I overseeded and have had a good germination. When should I thin? right away they just sprouted or let them grow for a bit to see the strongest seedlings? Just let them grow for just a little bit, maybe in another week or two, then she could start thinning them out. Okay. Wow, these are great questions, everyone. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so what are the types of things people can be doing right now in their house? Like, so again, I see Michelle's doing those seedlings and egg cartons. I've seen people doing that egg carton. What is another, what are some good vegetables to start in the house right now before May 2-4? Um, I have, I can show you some stuff over here. That'd be great. Started. That'd be easier this way. I don't know if we see in here what I've got. This is, I got lettuce that's growing here and I got some seedlings of tomatoes. Um, I also took like the vegetable scraps. I'll move it back again, sorry. <laughs> and I have, you know, the vegetable scraps like from your um, celery? Yeah. I also had put it in there, like the little root part, like you've seen on the internet before, where I do that with my, my romaine lettuce too and get them to work in there as well. So I take a lot of times like the food scraps that they show. Then another thing I did too, this is actually garlic. I'm doing a bit of an experiment here because my friend Tony from work, had given me garlic and it started sprouting. So I thought I'm going to plant it in a container and see what it does inside. And it's really grown very big. Wow. And another, another thing I got growing here too, this is just the chives. You know, when you buy the green chives, the green onions in the store and you just save the little ball part and I just plant them in there and then I always have chives. Another thing too, this is what I've started. This is a spinach. It's starting to kind of sprout, but and then you could just, I just will leave out the container. 
and swap back. <laughs> so, okay. Lettuce too, and you can also get your peas in the ground too right now. You could get your carrots in the ground. Before maybe um, before weekend? Yeah. Okay. With the seeds, right? When you yeah. plant it from seeds. Yeah. And even any of these ones here too, like this one here is an endive. I bought this at Harvest Barn yesterday, so you could get this seeded in the ground now. I also have this, which is mustard greens, which you can also get in the ground as well too. Chicory, which I really like. And then this is uh, just a different kind of lettuce I picked up. I'm gonna try this one this year. So I bought all these at Harvest Barn. It's not busy there. So. Um, it, was a good, it was good to go there. So just so that uh, I know that everybody is at a very different level. Like I know that there's a couple people on here who have grown successful gardens for years and there's a couple people trying to start out and there's a couple people who are more beginners, kind of like myself. Is there um, a way, like if I'm going to get your information after, like people could, uh, you know, um, reach out to you for a consult um, while you're at home working from home, I suppose, working from home. Um, and I'll get that information from you. Somebody was asking, and maybe we can go through it together, just maybe like a, a tip sheet of those kind of the things that we said today. I know it's super overwhelming to start a garden, but I think one of the biggest things that Brenda's hammered home to me is small. Just start small, pick three or four things to focus on, if, especially if it's your first time, um, and figure out what's gonna work and what's not going to work. Um, and then once you master a few vegetables, then next year you could, you know, expand your horizons. Another thing too I found interesting yesterday when I was doing research was that I've actually been growing zucchini wrong all along, where I've noticed that my zucchini plants, I just let them grow like a vine, but I'm actually supposed to stake them and grow them upright like a tomato. So, and then you cut the lower leaves and that is supposed to help prevent them from getting like the disease that they'll get. Like a lot of times I've noticed I'll get zucchinis, but then I'll notice something that's almost like boring in the bottom of my zucchini, like in the stem itself. Um, but I'm going to try this method next, this year to see if it helps for staking the zucchini plants. But zucchini is very easy to grow once it's, the ground's warm enough. Yeah, I think I'm going to try zucchini next this year. Yeah, but they're saying, like, if you look on the internet, you'll see pictures of how they're staking it upright, and they're pruning those very bottom, like, basil leaves on it as well. So they're kind of having just, like, a stem, where zucchini will just grow on a stem if you actually look at it. So I know I've realized I've been making that mistake, but that's what we're here for. So, yeah. Good well, gardeners mistakes. So. What's that? Good gardeners make mistakes and you just learn from them. Yeah, and I think that's the piece. Um, I just, for me, I think the going small, again, that's just me. Like I just kind of go big or go home, but gardening is not one of those things. And I've wasted so much food and I've wasted money and I've wasted time. And I don't think when people start, like gardening does take a lot of time, right? Yeah. So if you're adding in 10 new learning curves all at once. It's very easy to end up the way I did that very first year, many years back with a 
overgrown. Like I just felt like, oh my God, I wanted to cry. Um, but starting even last year, just I think, what did we grow last year? We grew onions, tomatoes. We had way too many tomatoes. They were way too close together, but they still grew and it was fine. Uh, the tomatoes, the onions, we grew tons of peppers because um, my son loves his hot sauces. Um, and what else? I can't remember what the other thing is. Um, so we grew those four things and it was pretty good for the most part. I mean, I still made mistakes. I still yeah. didn't space things exactly right. I rushed a lot. And then there was, you know, getting into the routine of when to get out and water. Oh, that was the other question I was going to ask you about your indoor things that you're growing right now. Are you just letting them sit in the windowsill or are you taking them outside on nice days? They're right now they're just in the windowsill. And this is just sort of like the indoor, because that's real heavy to move that giant planter. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. Indoor thing, just more of an experiment as well, just to see how everything grows. And I do take from it. I harvest the lettuce from it, use it in my salads, and give some of it to the chickens too. So, um, and then I also said a thing too. A lady messaged on here in the chat about the blossom end rot, which tomatoes can get. Which you probably really, some of us may not know what it is but it's a disease where you're growing your tomatoes. A lot of times it happens in beefsteak. And I find that beefsteak tomatoes are most susceptible to getting this. And um, what I was reading about with it was they're saying with tomatoes, because you always stake your tomatoes and put them in your you know, tomato cages and that, but it's tomatoes that you got to get rid of the bottom leaves so when they get about three feet tall, you start stripping those bottom leaves. And also for tomatoes, also important to remove the suckers that are in them. So you have to pinch out the little suckers, um, which is probably hard to understand what I'm saying without being able to show it. But I could grab, I'll just grab my tomato plant here. Um, with the tomato, so here's a tomato plant. And then what'll happen is you'll see when it grows up it gets much bigger you'll see that you'll have something like this kind of grow like it'll be like a little tomato trying to grow out of the side of it and you want to pinch that away oh, okay because otherwise it takes nutrients from it and you're going to get nothing and you're not going to have as good of a crop so okay that's um, a good little tip yeah and then too actually tomatoes you want to plant them a little bit deeper because they can actually take you planting them all the way up to like like this one was planted right right up to these leaves here but in a store and you get them in those stretched out cell packs you actually want to plant them a little bit deeper because they'll root from there as well so um i feel like uh we could probably do a session per vegetable. <laughs> there's, there's so much to learn. Um, but I hope, that every, I hope that everybody today kind of had some tips and at least get inspired. Again, I think the big takeaway is, especially if you're a beginner, is just start with a few things. So that was Brenda Cernak, uh, as I've coined her, the gardening goddess. Uh, it's so... Um, sometimes daunting to to think about growing a garden or developing those skills but it's really an important time in history for us to learn how to be self-sufficient uh, Brenda has actually given me some resources that I can share with anyone who's listened to the podcast 
Um, so feel free to reach out uh, to me um, at Andrea at fitmomfitness.com so that I can connect you with Brenda um, or look in the comments or in the bio for this particular podcast where I will um, post um, uh, contact information and how you can access the resources. This is Andrea Page and this is Hanging On for Hope. <laughs>